Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. True. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Right now, bottom of the eighth inning. Two on, one out, make it going to the top of the ninth inning. Iglesias gets out of the bottom of the eighth inning with a runner at first, so now the Phillies are two outs away from making it to the NLCS. I can't tell, but it does not look like Bryce Harper will be coming out for the ninth inning to play first base. He is in the dugout uh, putting his hat on. But he was putting his ball cap on. He was putting his cap on. Right, I mean, he had his, uh, what, LaRusso... headband on. I really like your car, Mrs. LaRusso. So it could be defensive yeah. purposes. It could be the injury to his arm, but the good news is he is in the dugout. No, so the injury that he suffered at the end of the eighth inning, same arm, same elbow, the Tommy John surgery when Olsen ran by and, and uh, bumped into his arm at first base. Again, not a dirty play, just a play that happened and Harper had his arm out uh, when he should have had it down at his side. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things that happened. But good news is it looks like Harper is okay because if he needed to be examined, you assume he would be out of the dugout. But Bryce Harper's a tough dude. He might decide, you look at me after the game. I'm in the dugout with everybody until the game is over. So right now what I'm saying is we don't know. But at least the fact that he is there in the dugout, maybe you can say things are okay and he's moving and maybe that's just precautionary that he's out of the game. Trying to find our our positivity, as it were. He had left the field, gone back into the tunnel. So he's at least back in whatever the preliminary tests were uh, or if he needed to. 
maybe uh, a little numbing. Uh, it got him right. But we, we look at uh, the. I wanted to get a picture with. We've got four monitors here uh, in our studio for the you know pull back a curtain for a minute, and we had um, the converge right because you have Harper leaves with an injury, and we were a little bit saddened because you know we love our superstars. Right, we want our, our big time players, particularly as some of these uh, star laden teams go to the wayside as the playoffs continue. So Bryce Harper among the biggest, in, including those two home runs and the greatest stare down ever. I'm still waiting mm-hmm. for the trading card It'll to happen. be le- released so I could buy it uh, and then have him sign it. But you have that. You have this train wreck that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Denver Broncos game now 19 to 8 Broncos scored after a terrible roughing the passer penalty they must have decided the defender got just enough body weight on Russell Wilson maybe to call a it bit. maybe, maybe a little but bit. the key was the other monitor had changed into a crying golden bachelor so I don't know because he was he was facing the other two monitors so I don't know if in that moment he could see what we were seeing so he was crying or what yeah we're having TV difficulties here right now uh, <laughs> in the studio is what Harmon's trying to say Harper is in fact going out I'm watching there he is now. he's going out to first base he will be playing the nine inning so looks like bryce harper is okay yeah he was just crying like all of america the golden oh. bachelor <laughs> will have, yeah the golden bachelor is crying and and, and they're watching friday the 13th movies in the we have a lot of TV there's a lot going here. on there's a lot as long as i say hey leave the football and the baseball game on it's yeah, all don't don't Why? change those tvs <laughs> so we'll have more on the braves and the phillies Coming up in a few minutes again, we're getting to the top of the ninth inning. The Phillies are three outs away from the NLCS. Meanwhile, less than two minutes left to go. As Mike Harmon said, Harrison Butker's fourth field goal of the night. Yeah. Again, if you played Patrick Mahomes in fantasy like I did, I'm sorry for you. Uh, so it is a 19-8 to lead that the Chiefs have. The Broncos have the ball. Again, it's a two-score game, and it's been an awful night offensively for Denver. Um It's been really, really bad, and we'll get to more on the Broncos coming up in a few minutes. But look at the Chiefs, okay, because this is something that's going to happen because this is not, even though they're going to win tonight and they're going to go on and they're going to have one loss and they're going to be 5-1, and it's going to be, look at the Chiefs, where were there we thought they were, they're the champs. They're not quite the Chiefs. They're struggling a little bit too much with teams they should be beating much more handily. Now, the Chiefs have had this happen before. I don't know if it's the Chiefs get bored or, uh, hey, look, we, we, we beat teams. We put up points for a while with Patrick Mahomes, and now we get to a point where, okay, we're playing this game, we're winning. But so far this year, the Chiefs' offense has not been what it should be. It has not fired on all cylinders, uh, proving that you can't just replace wide receivers with different wide receivers every year and expect the same result. The Chiefs have been playing well. The Chiefs are really, really talented, right? We, we know this. Look, they're the defending champs, two Super Bowls the last three years for a reason. But they just don't look like the Chiefs. They just don't look like that, that indomitable, intimidating team that we normally get. Boy, we got the Chiefs this week. They're going to score 50 on us. Mahomes is going to be flipping the ball behind his back. That's not who they are. Their running game has been hit and miss. Sometimes Isaiah Pacheco looks good. Sometimes he doesn't. But... The Chiefs just are not the same right now. And it's good that Travis Kelsey finally had a good night with Taylor Swift in attendance again uh, because that portends well for them because Kelsey had not had a great year up until this point. But 
seeing the Chiefs not quite being who they are, okay, for most of the leagues, hey, that's great, the Chiefs are gettable. Yeah, they're going to be gettable for a couple more weeks because I guarantee you what's going to happen is the Chiefs are going to go get a wide receiver at the deadline, and they're going to get a big wide receiver. They're not going to get Jerry Judy because Judy, even though he's on the trading block, is not going to be dealt with in the division, but there's going to be other guys out there from teams that are going to say, we're starting over, we're paying a wide receiver, wide receiver is usually a position we can get big. There's going to be guys out there. Now, beginning of the season, you would have thought, well, Mike Evans is going to be out there because he's unhappy, but the Bucks are 3-1, and one, so they're not they're going to sit tight. Devonta Adams might want out, but again, division, they're not going to go there. But the Chiefs are going to get somebody big because they have to. Because this is not a Chiefs team playing right now with what they have that can compete with the best teams in the NFL. They can't compete with the 49ers the way this team is. They, can't, they just can't do it. They probably can't score with the Dolphins like they're going to have to do. They're going to need something, and they're going to get a big receiver at the deadline. It's going to be somebody big coming in, and it's going to be look the blank out for the Chiefs now, and it's going to suddenly take their offense to another level because that's really what they need. Travis Kelsey's been missing a lot of yak over the course of this season, and that's the one thing. He's been getting the catches, but he's just not been the, hey, game-breaker, chunk yardage that Kelsey was expected to be. Tonight was a different story, but again, Broncos. Still, though, 19 points. For the for the Chiefs tonight, they didn't. They haven't been doing what the Chiefs normally do on offense. And after seeing this now with a pretty big sample size of seeing them get through six weeks, all right, now uh, it's time to understand. You got to spend the next three weeks working on something, working on a big deal to go get a wide receiver and a legitimate number one wide receiver. Sometimes you can get by, right? You got by last year with Juju Smith-Schuster and a couple of guys. That now it's okay. We're going to re-ramp that. We like Sky Moore. We like Justin Watson. We like Kadarius Tony. All these guys are just Jags, and there's nobody that you have to worry about. And you can you can clamp down on Kelsey a little bit. Maybe you bracket him a little bit more. But the Chiefs are going to have to go get a wide receiver, and they will. And it's going to completely change the offense. Just like the and people go great. Now the Chiefs have got it back again. But trust me, they're going to do it. They'll do it at deadline. It'll be somebody big. Yeah, I mean it's a good thing that. Um... You're not working sidelines because you just called a lot of receivers Jags. A lot of receivers. That's all a Jags. lot of guys. All you guys are Jags. Hey, Steve Smith, I'm ready for your podcast. Oh, come on. They're all Jags. They're all Jags. Uh, I got no qualms saying it. Uh, the most curious guy for me is in Arizona. Now, C.D. Lamb changed his Twitter banner yesterday to an old picture of him with Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown's a guy that I, I see – as a pretty nice chip on the the marketplace, right? Arizona scrappy, gutsy, whatever term you want to, and they'll steal a couple of games. Although with James Conner going down, that doesn't bode well for things. But Hollywood Brown is a guy that should be gettable. Uh, we've talked a little bit in uh, some rumors. Maybe you have a happy reunions with guys that have been there before. Not that I see the Jets necessarily. Uh, sending your guy, Nicole Hardman, back. But it's a name that's been bandied about. Juju Smith-Schuster is doing a whole lot of nothing in his current environment. Perhaps uh, there's a marriage to be made there. Uh, you go to some of the veteran receivers. Talked about him on the uh, I Watch Flex podcast this week, right? He's WR11 right now in Carolina. Adam Thielen. It's not a game-breaker. But another guy that can sit down and become a trusted target to where there's not such variability in the routes that he's running uh, and his ability to go and fight 
for a football like you have with everybody. And as DeSager uh, pointed out earlier, and, and certainly they did a lot on the broadcast, look at the zone that Travis Kelsey finds himself in. And then it's the convergence wildly of the defensive backs to try to tackle him before he gets ahead of steam. But, you know, when we're looking at trying to find those those other trade chips, most of the other teams, you mentioned Mike Evans specifically, well, they, they've gone better than expectations. And, right, he seems happy. Now, he's banged up right now. He'd missed a lot of the practice week. But is he a guy that potentially if they, they rattle off three or four losses in a row that suddenly becomes imminently available? Sure. But in the interim, if you're the Chiefs, you're kicking the tires on an awful lot of other secondary and tertiary guys and just praying that they come to your offense, A, can pick it up, and B, out, jag the guys you have on your roster. Yeah, and they'll, they'll all take a trade to the Chiefs. You don't have to worry about like going, do I want to go to the Jets? Do I want to go? No, oh, I want to go play with Mahomes. Yeah, I want to go there. Wanna, so there will be no shortage of guys out there. It's just for them, it's the two guys that are probably the most available are Judy and Devontae Adams, and they're not going to get dealt with in division. So, so there's that. You got to look to the NFC, other teams that can say, ah, we can move our guy because it's just not going to happen the other way around. Well, it's just kind of funny, right? You start talking about guys with attitude and professionalism issues, right? Because all the glowing reports this week out of Miami about what a great teammate and the turbo jets that Chase Claypool suddenly has uh, Mm -hmm. once he gets out of the uh, Chicago world. Let's see. uh, Looking at free agents for 2024, you can go after DJ Chark. It'll be big. It'll be bigger than DJ Chark. It'll be big. I would. Say, I'm just saying. There's. There's not in terms of guys that are. You're not tied into long term money. See, I don't th- see the thing when, is though, whether that becomes a consideration. I don't know that that's that big a deal for the Chiefs because they find their guy. They'll be okay with that because hey, I think they realize all right, we need a guy, and this whole turnover of wide receivers year to year to year. All right, maybe that's not the best thing. So I think if they find their guy, they'd be okay with it. It would just be hey, all right, who's going to lose enough games that when mm-hmm. we get to the end of the when we get to the trade deadline, okay, we can we can move on from there. That's going to be the big question. And look in the NFC, Mike Evans is that guy because it oh was, no, he's far hey, away the, the top. They guy. weren't going to yeah, yeah. give him a new deal, but you're three and one. You win again this week, and you go to four. Are you really thinking you're making a trade at the deadline? No, you say, hey, wait, we're not bad now. Suddenly, we're not bad. Hang on a second. How about you go trade the Bears for Darnell Mooney? Ooh, but again, star number one receiver. You no, want, no, no, you no, want no, a but stud number one receiver. No, that, that, that guy doesn't exist. That's what I'm trying to convince you of, that Mike Evans is the nice pie in the sky. You're writing his initials <laughs> in, into your notebook over I and over again. I love Mike Evans. M-E. I love Mike Evans. I love M-E. <laughs> Look at that. I had the skywriting for you, Mike Evans. Don't you want to get traded to us now? I thought you were saying you loved yourself, like Justin Bieber sang about. I wrote it in the sky for you. (laughs) That's like in the old days, instead like how they would try to convince a free agent, hey, we got the skywriter ready to go. Yeah, yeah. It's only a hundred bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. What's he gonna make sure he spells the guy's name right? Just like welcome to Wrexham where they got in trouble for flying that mini blimp too high for Ryan Reynolds' birthday. (laughs) 
Oh, exit out by the Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Still some time to go, and it still could be a team in the AFC. You never know what's going to be given up here or there. But someone is, they are going to get somebody big at the deadline. There's no way they can go into the rest of this season and not do it. There's there's just no way. There's no way the Chiefs can say, hey, what we have, because again, six games is a big sample size to have, right? Five, it's a big, okay. It's not like, well, after a couple of games, the offense isn't the same, all right? Mahomes is not the same. Everything is down for him stat-wise. It's down for Kelsey stat-wise. The other guys don't even rate. You know, they tried to make Kadarius Tony happen, and, you know, they give him the ball six times a game, and, you know, he drops three passes. So there's not a lot that can happen other than going out to get the big star, and it will happen for the Chiefs. Meanwhile, we have a bit of breaking news right now to tell you about. Special delivery Steve DeSager has something big from the NLDS. The Braves put the first two runners on base in the top of the ninth inning. First and third and nobody out. And Josh Hader, sorry, Matt Stram comes in, <laughs> looking and throwing very Josh Hader-like. The hair. The hair was there. The, mm-hmm. Even even the motion is there. It's like, oh, I'm facing Josh Hader. How did the Braves uh, figure out the top of the ninth inning there, Steve-O, from that point out? Uh, yeah, walk single and then pop out, fly out, and then a pinch hit a guy that we've never seen play. And he just struck out to end their season. So the Braves, who won 104 games in the regular season, yet again, like last year, lose the division series to Philadelphia, which will be hosting Game 1 of the NLCS Monday night against Arizona. Tonight's final is 3-1. The series, three games to one. The losing pitcher, the 20-game winner for the Braves, Spencer Strider, allowed three solo homers. You may have seen Nick Castellanos hit two out last night. He had two solo homers tonight. Philadelphia, the final. Mm. So there it was. They put two on to start the ninth inning. Murphy single to right. Ozuna goes to third. And then Kevin Pillar pops up. Rosario flies out to left. Grissom strikes out swinging. Not Marquise Grissom. Uh, You think it's not not Gus Grissom. Okay, just so you. I'm out of Grissom's now. I'm really out of Grissom's. Wow, you got Grissom in. I'm out of Grissom. But I got two good Grissom's in. No, that's good. Who do you think? Well, you you get to CSI. I mean, come on. That was a show that I could watch every week with my dad. (laughs) He loved it. Really? You watch CSI? William Peterson. CSI with your dad? I know how this is going to end out. Trust me, I know, Dad. Why? Because I've seen it. Because he was a good smartass. That's why. And it had Marg Helgenberger. Go Cats. It's a formulaic show. We know exactly how it works. Uh... This is how it goes down. Vaughn Grissom is your batter yeah. to end the season for the Braves. I'm Whoop. reading out as – is he not related to to Marquise? He's related to Gus Grissom, actually. I don't know if you know, there's a whole big thing. They they wrote him into the, the – the Was seven, that in the next season they wrote him or was that 17th C- season. CSI Cyber? 17th season or 18th season they wrote him in for. Oh, okay, good. Uh, so the Braves and all those wins, just like the Dodgers with all those wins, are out. They lose their divisional series. What does this mean? Coming up next, we break down all the drama. We had drama in the NFL game that had nothing to do with the game itself. And Bryce Harper's headed back to the NLCS. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike Fox.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I love this song. At the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. Seriously. See terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Fourth quarter now, still 16-0. Chiefs over the Broncos. Meanwhile, high drama in Philadelphia. Craig Kimbrell, bases loaded. Ronald Acuna Jr., you know, 40-70, Ronald Acuna. And he tags a pitch to the wall in left center field. But he just missed it. Problem is that ballpark, the outfield is humongous. That's weird, and it's oddly shaped. The walls, like the only degree of difficulty for that catch was navigating the wall, which you'd think you've played enough outfield there that you'd kind of have an idea of how it played. It was it was similar to Michael Harris's catch the other night, which was a nice catch, but it wasn't an unbelievable catch. It was a running catch at the fence. Hey, and it was and it was a good catch, right? I mean, Rojas made a really nice play. He ran, he got it. Innings but over. This isn't a. I'm scaling the wall no, like Spider Man. No, 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 no. I'm not. It looked diving. Like, whatever. He had plenty of space. Yeah. Like if he'd really seen it well, could have just turned, and no degree of yep. difficulty. Instead, it's the. Oh, look at the play. That nah, could have nah. been a double off the wall. Instead, it's an F eight, and now bottom of the seventh, and the Phillies lead it three one over the Braves, looking for the closer. Look at me, disrespecting guys as they uh, the make plays to save and finish it was, no, up innings. It was a nice catch. It was a nice catch. It wasn't an unbelievable no, catch. No, exactly. It was a nice catch. But it'll go down in folklore. It was a good play. As a yeah. double bases clearing, double saving catch. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it was a, it was a good I mean, he had three play. steps before yeah, the wall. I know, I know. Like I said, it was a good play. It was a good play. They're lucky it didn't fall. That's the whole point. <laughs> but I don't think any of the guys, even on the Phillies, had any idea. No. Where he was relative to no, the wall, because no. their reaction was like he'd come up with some yeah. miracle. Look at this! Oh my God! He went over the fence and pulled it back from Zach Hample, who had the ball in his glove, and then he punched him in and the he face. Punched Hample in the <laughs> face. 
<laughs> How far away from that happening? Someone snatching a home run from Zach Campbell and then hitting him. Uh, so we'll have more on this game again. Bottom of the seventh, the Phillies lead the Braves 3-1. to one. Meanwhile, all the drama in Thursday night football with the Chiefs and the Broncos basically happened before the game because it's the fourth <laughs> quarter now. Yeah. The Chiefs are leading at 16 to nothing. The Broncos offense has been abysmal all night. Now, now there is one piece of drama with this game. Because the spread was ten and a half. Yeah, okay, we could get a point. You never did. Right? So we Still got that. Ten, ten you know, I don't. I don't think yeah. there's any life. In Taylor, his Taylor offense, Swift is at the there. game, and as we have, that, she's we excitable. Have I mean, yeah. her man has eight catches. But the big drama comes with wondering, why is Steve Smith trending? Yes, <laughs> NFL Network former player Steve Smith um, went on his podcast a couple of days ago and criticized Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy, who has had the last few days of being criticized. Mark Schlereth, Broncos legend, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, criticized Jerry Judy. And Steve Smith went on his podcast and said that Jerry Judy was a jag, well, which is just a guy, right? Okay, The old Mayock term comes back. Just a guy, just a guy. So, before the game, Steve Smith said was thinking about how he felt bad about the criticism of Jerry Judy, and he wanted to approach him to talk to him about it. And it didn't go how he thought it was going to go. So, here's Steve Smith explaining how before the game, I tried to go talk to Jerry Judy, and this is what happened. For a short while ago, yeah. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by, and Steve called out to him, I called and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because uh, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. Just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, you can was say, you can ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's, I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was, a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right. And then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. So I'm throwing it back to the studio. Steve that way Smith he literally dropped his Steve microphone, Smith was too. done. Yeah. Uh, boy, he just murders. Speaking of murders, he yeah. just murders Jerry Judy. Now, I'm pretty sure I know what he means when he said, I'm using the word ninja. Oh, well, right? I think so we can all, sure what he said. Uh, we're all fairly intelligent so people. He, so Steve Smith just goes, just goes on to obliterate Jerry Judy, who has not played well. He's not played yeah. like a big first-round pick. He's WR64 they, they, coming into tonight. They have a lot of problems yeah. on offense, the Broncos. But then Steve Smith felt a little bad about what he said, so they went back to him again. Sure, because I'm sure he said, hey, I just want to apologize for this and say something. So this is what he said after he just obliterates Jerry Judy. You know, I, I don't know if... Russ saw Jerry Judy on that. Did, did you well, see him? Listen, this is a time for me where when I used to play, I would engage and I love that. But right now, I'm 44 years old. I don't need to have this drama and I also don't need to have any problems on the sideline 
for me doing something that will jeopardize not just me, but him. And I'll be honest, and I have to say it just like this. One of the biggest problems we have in the media, especially as a young black man, is sometimes black-on-black crime. I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going to engage where the the national media can see two young African-American men acting like we ain't got no sense. He didn't like what I said. That's fine. I wanted to talk to him. He didn't like it. So we move on. But I'm, I'm one, I'm not going to lose my job. And two, I'm not going to disrespect my family by showing that I have not matured and handled my business the way I should handle my business. We got a flight to catch to London. We got things to do. We ain't got time to be watching a dude do nothing. Okay, so so wanted to apologize and 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 talk about and say, hey, listen, we have a black on black crime problem, and then went on to criticize Judy again at the end. Yeah. So it's kind of an apology, but not at the end. Look, this whole thing is highly entertaining, highly entertaining because Steve Smith is losing his mind here. But this is not about race. This is not about. This is you know what this is, Steve Smith. This is the media. Okay, I didn't invent. I, hey, I'm going to go Jimmy Fallon from Almost Famous. I didn't invent the rainy day. I just have the biggest umbrella, right? Nobody invented hot takes being what sells in the media, but that's what does, right? Hot takes are crap. Every every athlete, every person you see getting jobs in the media now, the last five years, what do they do? I got to have a hot take. I got to get clicks, and I got to get on awful announcing every day. I got to make sure on awful announcing they're writing about me. Dan Orlovsky is is obsessing with it. So is Stephen A. Smith. So are all the guys all the time. I got to say something because I got to get on. I got to get on. Stephen A. Be talking hug, about me, right? But yeah, because now you're now you're you're seeing you're seeing people in the media that are finding ways I got to stay relevant. Now 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 maybe some guys just stay relevant by talking about other people in the media. Yeah. Nothing not even anything they say about sports. But I'm going to say this, this is the game. This is the game. This is what you do. This is the media. If you can't criticize a receiver and stay in bounds with it, because all Steve Smith said, hey, I talked about him being a jag and not being someone a tier three wide receiver. That is all fair game, man. That's it. But if that's too hot for you, don't be in the media. Don't be in the media because you can't you, you can't you can't be friends with the players and be someone who is critical at the same time, right? I get it. It's part of the whole, hey, the GM can't be buddy buddy with the players. I may have to trade them that we learned from Moneyball. But if you're in the media, your 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 job is not to talk to the players. Your job is to tell the people watching what you think of of what goes mm-hmm. on. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes we love what happens with players and love things that they do and love the players they are. Sometimes we say, "What is this guy doing? This guy's terrible for X, Y, and Z reasons." And if you keep it in bounds, meaning you don't get personal and you talk about what he is on the field, especially I'll listen to what Steve Smith has to say about a wide receiver, considering the guy was a pretty bleep and good one for the majority of his career. That's all in bounds. If you can't be part of that, if this is too tough for you, man, you got to leave the media. I'm sorry, because this is what it is. This is how it is. You know, if you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch. Wow. This is how it is. This is how it goes. It's a big clothing brand back in the day. I think I, I might have had a shirt that yeah, someone bought me. Yeah, that had that I had big there. dog underwear. It was really cool. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. See, yeah, look, there, there's a couple of things with this, right? Steve Smith, um, it, the reaction Judy gave is exactly what Steve Smith, the player, would have given, and I like that he was a little guy that was chippy and wanted to fight the world, and sometimes he actually went out into the world and fought a little bit. But I, I got to do a uh, fantasy football book years ago, right before uh, the ubiquitous online access to everything, so it was the equivalent of a 
uh, football magazine, and they asked, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get you one image for the cover. Who do you want? I'm like, Steve Smith. <laughs> so the book has a picture of Steve Smith on it uh, as he was becoming the breakout guy. But, you know, he also recognized an opportunity. Like, there's two things with this is maybe with Judy, we don't know who the person was or people who contacted him because I don't think it was suddenly a moment of quiet reflection and self-actualization and realization walking on the beach. Man, I was really too hard on Jerry Judy, and it's really put a, a stain on my soul. I don't buy that. So I want to know who talked to him, who asked him about it, whatever. Okay? But after that, it becomes an opportunity. Now I can be cold-blooded. And when he came back for him a second time, that was the key, right? You did it once. Did your mic drop? Cool. See, it goes viral. It's a moment. Then you decided to go full on. He's already down. He's busted up. I'm going to keep hammering him while they ring the bell saying, stop, stop. The Simpsons famous gif. He's already dead. Uh, so he circled back. Why? Because he knows it. He got a little bloodthirsty of, hey, we went viral with the first one. Because he knew that by the time he came back to the second one. Because I texted you after seeing it live going, wow, that was a pretty hefty takedown right there. And sure enough, when he came back and started to talk about it, gives you a little moment uh, talking about, you know, as he said, black on black crime, more, you know, just back and forth in the media. Because it's been a litany of guys, right? Richard Sherman now going after C.D. Lamb and every, everybody wants their pound of flesh. I've somehow survived on pragmatism. If I start throwing hot take, uh, the, you know, uh, the wheel of hot takery up and just started ranting like an idiot, would I get an extra zero on my salary? Is that how it works? Because some of the stuff that passes for quote, information and content is is stuff that people have never watched football and, and they draw it up in a Hollywood writer's room. <laughs> like the the J's of journalism are long gone in this in this arena. So don't kid yourselves. Exit out about a fresca, exit swollen dome. This is the media, man. This is the media. If you can't you can't do it, don't get on TV and say what you need to say. Uh, right now, let's find out what's trending from a guy who always says what he wants to say. Steve DeSager, who, oh, by the way, he hit three home runs off of Lance Lynn earlier this season as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it went under the radar, completely unnoticed, and they're not going to re-sign me either. By the well, way, he gave up 44. It's easy to get lost in that number. Yeah, 44 plus four. <laughs> we just had a phenomenal ending in the college football game on FS1. Houston wins at home on a Hail Mary pass on the final play, 41-39 over West Virginia. Dana Holgerson beats West Virginia. There were a total of, on the last nine drives, seven touchdowns in this game. So it wasn't this high scoring for much of the night. 41-39 Houston the final. Tip long pass at the goal line. 49-yard TD to end it. As for the NFL game in progress, about ten and a half minutes to go at Kansas City. Chiefs still leading 16-0 over the Denver Broncos. And for the record, Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver who threw an incomplete pass for the Chiefs tonight, he has a higher passer rating than Russell Wilson in this game, oh, who has no touchdowns, two interceptions. Wilson just 57 yards passing in this game. Chiefs are in the red zone again. 16 nothing. the lead. Travis Kelsey, yes, is playing. Yes, is succeeding. Targeted eight times. Eight catches. 121 yards. In fact, the great item from the next-gen stats people tonight that... 
every one of these catches for Kelsey has come against zone defense, yeah. zone coverage for the Broncos. Average, he's open by five yards. <laughs> average amount of separation average. against average. Denver on yeah. all these catches. It's yeah. the next iteration because Jason watched it for a decade, Steve, of uh, Gronkowski. <laughs> How is nobody covering him? Yes. I was listening to a little of Devin McCourty. He was on the national radio call. He's like, 87. Vance Joseph, I'm texting you. He's good. <laughs> How do you let him just stand on the line of scrimmage, run across the field, and put his hand up? I mean, come on, man. Come on. Tight end is easy. Tight end's the easiest position to play in the NFL. All I got to do is wait two seconds after the snap, release, run across the middle, and put my hand up, and I catch the ball. And we saw Kelsey could have had a touchdown catch tonight when he was running. Let's try left. No, let's try right. I'm open in the back of the end zone, and he didn't throw it to him. I think there are routes. I think there's practice that actually goes on during the week. But, yeah, you sometimes get the impression. Anyway, 16-0, and, yeah, it looks like the Chiefs are going to five. And one on the season. The Broncos would be one and five on the season. Now, how about this looking ahead? In NFL history, at least since 1950, the best record for a starting quarterback against a single opponent, including playoffs, is 12 and 0. Otto Graham against the Cardinals. If Patrick Mahomes wins tonight, he will be 12 and 0 all time against the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos are expected to part ways with linebacker Frank Clark after he agreed to a pay cut. Clark out tonight due to illness. Denver tight end Greg Dulcich came off injured reserve, played tonight, and then re-injured his hamstring. Now to MLB action as they're in the top of the eighth inning. Craig Kimbrell still on the mound, and the Phillies still leading 3-1 over the Braves, who left bases loaded last inning. If you didn't see, it was bases loaded because Kimbrell came in and walked the first batter he saw, and then the very next pitch, he threw a wild pitch. And the Atlanta runners chose with two outs not to try and advance as the ball caromed back toward the catcher, and they wound up leaving bases loaded. This could be it for the Braves' season tonight. They're down two games to one in the best of five. Atlanta won 104 games in the regular season. The NLCS has game one on Monday night with Arizona on the road. The ALCS starts Sunday night on Fox TV, Texas at Houston. NHL wins for the Rangers and Philadelphia each on the road. NFL updates. It's about nine minutes to go now. Chiefs 16 nothing over Denver. They were in the red zone, but got no points after a penalty. Back to you. Thank you, Steve-O. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. We'll have more on the Thursday night game coming up next because we have to get into, no matter what happens tonight, the big move that's going to be coming for Patrick Mahomes because there's a big one coming. What is it? We'll tell you next right here. Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, welcome inside Hour 3, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, audibles are often the best plays in the National Football League. Hot round! We call one now, joining us to break down what we saw on Thursday night and beyond NFL on Fox insider extraordinaire Jay Glazer. You probably saw Jay tonight. He was next to Taylor Swift the entire game in the suite. I saw him talking a lot, wearing the Travis Kelsey jersey. Jay, you looked like you were having a great time. Oh, you got the wrong eye on that, fellas. <laughs> I'm just going to keep putting that out there, Jay, that you were there and you were next to Taylor Swift the whole night. No, definitely got the wrong guy on that one. No, 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 no. I don't like big crowds like that. <laughs> All right, so look, the game tonight, we watched the Chiefs win again, but I'll tell you what, Jay, the offense is not the same. You know, Kelsey oh. finally has a big night, but I can't believe that there's not a big wide receiver move for them coming up to the deadline. Something, because we've seen enough of the Chiefs right now to know they need something else, right? Yeah, you look, I, I think last year, also after they lost Tyree Kill, they we were talking about kind of the same thing. I was taking their offense a little bit wild, you know, a little bit longer to, um, to gel and mesh. I, I I think it's a more of an offensive line problem than it is a wide receiver problem. I think Patrick Mahomes will, will make things happen. By the way, I, I want to say this. Forget the, the Taylor Swift stuff. The stuff that Travis Kelsey plays through is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, people don't know. Last year's AFC Championship game, and, and people thought, like, because like, they keep their injuries in the house. But this dude could barely walk before that game because of his back. And basically ran, like, two routes, like, in a tunnel before the game to show Andy Reid their, their, their training staff that he's okay. And for that first game, to go down with the knee injury that he had, where they thought at first, I mean, they thought it was a major injury. Mm-hmm. And for him to come back after, you know, one game. And then to see what he goes through the other night, right? I think even tonight you saw him. He was having a hard time planting. I, he, compared to what Travis Kelsey normally does, 
that dude plays through so much pain. He is such a G when it comes to like an old school mentality of what he goes through. Don't let this whole new, you know, fame that he's going through, like, like dissuade anybody from knowing what a gangster he is and, and how tough Travis Chelsea is. For him to be the leading receiver with that kind of ankle injury is ridiculous. All right, be, go, let's go to the other side of the equation here. Jay, how quickly can... Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait the other side. Wait, wait, real quick. I also want to say, like, that, that Bronco defense to go from, you know, giving up 70 points a couple weeks ago to holding the, the Chiefs' offense to what they held them to, they have done an incredible job on that side of the ball. If the off, you know, Broncos had the kind of offense, and we'd, it would be totally different. No, I, certainly getting a couple guys healthy, right? You got uh, some help in the back seven uh, to get things moving, and I guess it also plays to that separation point because you saw Kelsey's uh, receptions came against zone coverage where they just right. left 87 alone, <laughs> which is confusing. Yeah. But they don't have everybody to match up with them regardless, you know, on that side. But offensively, you look at the Broncos and you're like, man, they're just – this is not meshing at all. Right. I think everybody just assumed, oh, Sean Payton's a little evil genius, and Russell Wilson just had this off here. And, and look, there's a reason why Seattle got rid of him. Also, you know, there was there was there was um, bad interpersonal relationship there. I would say between Russell Wilson and Seattle, but also they knew his skills were diminishing. And you saw how often they try to roll him out tonight. And you know, it used to be let Russ cook. Uh, you don't Russ cooking anything these days. No, this is true. <laughs> How quickly does this get dismantled? We were talking about benching and quickly. operation shutdown. Quickly, quickly, I would think. I mean, why not? Like, it's just, it's not working. And, um, you know, I, I do know, off, like, look, you even have to look at it and go, man, do they pull him and go to Jarrett Stidham? I don't know. But it's just, you know, 95 yards, I think he had, right? Like, yeah, that's receiver, it. How often they... they that they designed things for him, and he just can't. It's just not messing over there. And yeah, most of right? He's just he's he's not, you know, the Russell Wilson that everybody was clamoring for. You know, MVP votes just a couple of years ago. And again, credit to Seattle. They saw the the skills diminishing, and they knew when to get rid of him. And you know, I think that they would have done it earlier, but he had a no trade clause in the contract, so it was, it was harder to do. You know, watching, there's a couple of plays tonight, Jay, where I go, that's a play Russell Wilson wouldn't have made a couple of years ago. There was one play in the third quarter where he was, you know, the Russell Wilson play where I fade back to pass and there's all kinds of chaos and I try to make a play out of nothing. And there's a play where he looked like a couple of years ago he would have gotten around the defensive end and gotten to the outside, but he wasn't going to beat the defensive end, had to cut it back to the middle and just take a two-yard loss. And I just go, Wow, physic I mean it's not just mentally and grasping the offense and, and, and you no, know no. fitting in this new it's physically he's not the same. And and you look at also there was a couple teams that tried to trade for Russell Wilson and he had a no trade clause and he wouldn't go. And I know that they are thanking themselves. Like like look, Philadelphia is one of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he wouldn't go there. I, I think I mean Chicago was another one. And, you know, he wouldn't you know, he you know, they, they put their four teams out that he wanted to go to, and even that one, Chicago was one of them. They're going to work out a deal there, and he said no. So I think that a lot of these teams, and there are other teams too that they talked to, I'm sure there's a lot of teams looking back there going, oh, my gosh, we're glad we didn't make that move. And, but listen, I can't blame like George Payton for wanting to make that move because at the time you thought you're getting this, you know, all-pro quarterback who's going to change your culture. And obviously when he went there to Denver, um, he – 
man, he, he just he made it all about Russ, and it, it certainly didn't work out with him with, with how it was their first year. And look, you got to look like Russ. I think needs to look himself because it's with two regimes now where they look like, you know, I know Sean Payton talking about Nathaniel Hackett being the, the worst coach ever, but it's two regimes now where they look like the worst coaching staff ever. Yeah, I think Peyton did a good job. I, I said it at the time, uh, Jay, that he set it up as no, no, no. It's it's not a not on Russ yet, <laughs> more or less. That when it goes bad, it, it can't be me. Uh, so I, I thought he played that brilliantly. Uh, Jay Glazer with us, NFL on Fox broadcasting Hall of Famer, founder of MVP and Unbreakable Performance. We'll talk about the Unbreakable uh, podcast, uh, Jay. Sunday Night Football, the dismantling of the. Dallas Cowboys at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers uh, trade partners. I saw that we uh, CD Lamb put up a nice picture of him and Hollywood Brown from back in the day. Yeah, no, obviously they're not going to. Uh, you're you're talking. Wait, he put up trade picture like he wanted to go. Well, he just put no, up he a picture wants, from uh, from uh, yeah. college days uh, as his Twitter uh, banner. Wait, so as if he wants to go to the Cardinals. No, 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 no. As if he wants Hollywood to Brown. Hollywood Brown coming his way. Oh, oh, okay. How, how, did, how did the Cowboys uh, – I mean, look, we saw this step up in class clearly didn't work. The Cowboys have had a few games where they look like, man, they are just dominant as could be. They've had two games where it's just everything, you know, all the wheels fell off. I think they just got to find that, make sure they get that identity. It was, you know, on both sides of the ball. So, you know, look, I think against, you know, the Chargers, they can get that – they've got to – they bounce back great, right, that, that against the, after the Arizona game. Um, when they went in, in there for New England. I think there's a real good catch for them that the 49ers, it wasn't just, you know, they, they don't look at it like, oh, man, they exposed all our flaws. They got to look at it. Like the Cowboys have to look at themselves going, hey, this was a bad night for us. It was a bad day, and we just got to put it behind us. And, you know, every, every sport, or every, you know, in, in the fight game, there are certain nights you just have a bad night where everything goes wrong. You got to hope that championship night isn't that night, but sometimes it is. Hey, Jay, at, at any point, though, do you do you look at the schedule and who they beat and go, hey, maybe they're just bum slayers and just a step above? I mean, the no, Giants, so. the Jets, and the uh, Patriots, not exactly a murderer's row. No, but look, they beat up on who they're supposed to beat up on. Then and just, this is true. You know, but you can't look at it that way. Like the Chiefs were supposed to beat up on Denver tonight. They, they didn't. So you can't look at it that way. All right, Jay, I know you got the newest edition of your Unbreakable podcast. Speaking of the 49ers, you had a 49er right. on, and he told some great, told you some great stuff. Oh, Eric Armstrong, he was great, man. You know, and also just, you know, he, he and I obviously had great mental health talks, but also about, look, I love that he was like, look, I play for this respect of that guy across from me, and I love that conversation. So we always used to tell our fighters, to like, listen, man, don't, worry about the wins and losses just go in there and think about it. i'm going to make the worst afternoon for that guy across from me or night when that cage door shut and then the results usually come but if you could take that ego out and don't look at it just as man that i'm, I'm fighting or playing for this win a lot of times when you just play playing for, for a win you play not to lose so I, lo- I love that eric was like man my what motivates me is I'm just trying to get that guy across me to really respect me for my game and what I do that night. And I love that. I, lo- I wish more players and fighters would have that mentality because you'll have a lot more success doing things like that when you take that ego part out of it. He's a stud. 
You want that Unbreakable podcast? You can check out the link. It's on Jay's Twitter page, at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer. Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. Eric Armstead, phenomenal stuff. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Keep fighting the good fight. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you, man. Be good. How about Jay saying all of a sudden, Jarrett Stidham, maybe Jarrett, it's not going to be, it doesn't seem like it's going to be long before Jarrett said, look, we told you. I well, told I mean, you I kind of intimated ago. our you conversation, know? but I didn't take him there. Yeah. And he jumped straight to that. Uh, look, we said a few minutes that you're going to have to go to somebody else. And maybe you do it under the guise of we you know, an injury or something else. And Jay is, hey. If Russell Wilson's not playing well, it's easy to say, all right, we got to sit him down. Maybe he's washed, and Jared Stidham gets a chance. Because we've seen Stidham play well in spurts, sure. and you would, if your quarterback's not firing, maybe the next guy will. But Russ, I told you, Russell Wilson, less than two hands, number of times he has left to quarterback the Denver Broncos in the offseason, he'll be on a new team. They'll figure out the money. They're going to be starting over at quarterback. They'll draft high because they're going to trade their guys away to get draft picks that they need to recoup because of the ones they gave up for Russell Wilson. And now suddenly it's going to be a different team next year. They'll be out from under all the money they owe Russell Wilson by the end of next year, and then they'll be free and clear. So what's going to happen? the next few weeks, you're going to see Russell Wilson slowly sit down, someone else play quarterback, and then it's going to be what happens to Russell in the in the spring when he does get traded, because he will get traded. And when it went bad, you cut those guys mm. loose! Man. And that's exactly where we're at with this. Look, with, with Russell Wilson through the first now six weeks of the season, we've seen series, we've seen sequences, and a lot is made you know, we talk about quarterback rating, completion percentage, and and people can do the blind read of the box score. Going back to that Bears game, they were getting hammered. And they're able to watch the Bears throw up on themselves in grand fashion to give that game away. Now, they went and took it, and that's fine. Different coverages. You know, we, we can go through the, the football ease of it all. Um, but in the end, in a lot of meaningful moments – there's just no no sizzle there. And tonight, you saw it. You talked about it a lot with the bailout and run. You get no separation. And I'm curious if you go to the All-22 and what the, quote, old heads will have to say about it. I certainly have already seen Mark Schlereth's uh, thoughts about Jerry Ooh. Judy uh, and his effort tonight. Is that, you know, you, you go through and, and how much are these guys working for Russ and how much of it is on them versus – they just have a liking problem with him and the structure that was created last year. No amount of coaching from Peyton and the guys on his staff is able to coach that and coax that out of those guys. You've got you know, a, a locker room problem, and we've talked about it with Baltimore and the Chargers from the idea of physical things that just haven't been able to get away from, right? The injury bug is still there. In Denver, clearly, you still have a large disconnect between your quarterback, his receivers, and that coaching staff. By Thanksgiving, now maybe sooner, it's going to be some. Maybe by would say maybe Halloween is the over under for Russell Wilson not being the quarterback of the Broncos. And and you know not to try to connect dots and put words in Jay's mouth. Peyton's a guy that uh, Jay knows really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jared said Jared said him suddenly. So the so the fact that that kind of came out. Yeah, like, maybe. Well, <laughs> 
All right. Twitter and how about that, what you will. Twitter and how about a fresca Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, we'll have more NFL on the way. We'll get to that big situation with Steve Smith and Jerry Judy. But coming up next, two nights in a row, a 100-win team is out of the MLB playoffs. I'm going to play general manager, and I'll tell you how you should build your team for next year. And every team should follow my advice. It's next right here, Jason and Mike Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 